This is the Iowa State Athletics SciCast. The SciCast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors, which have the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters. Today's SciCast is a visit with Keith Wakefield, the legendary football coach at Perry High School in Maslin, Ohio, who recently retired. Coach Wakefield was Matt Campbell's high school coach, and the two remain close to this day. We hope you'll enjoy this visit with Keith Wakefield. Coach, you're retiring after an incredible career at Perry High School. In fact, they recently named the stadium after you. Can you tell me a little bit about what that gesture meant to you? Yeah, you know, I've been there 30 years as a head coach and uh, raised my daughter there and, and my wife and I built a home there. And so I spent most of my career at, in Stark County at Perry High School. And so I was you know, obviously heavily invested in the community. And, you know, I uh, went to the board meeting. Uh, I had recently retired about a week ago, two weeks ago. And uh, my daughter said, well, they just want to read something about you. And and my one assistant was getting the job that night, so I wanted to support him. And little did I know they were going to say they were going to name the stadium after me. So it was pretty emotional. It, it was tough for me. I'm not real good at accepting stuff like that. And my daughter fibbed to me, so she probably knew I wouldn't go otherwise. But uh, <laughs> but it was it was really an honor and something I'll never forget. Obviously. You really did it in a unique way there with with two stints and ten years in between. It reminds me a lot of what Bill Snyder did at Kansas State. What made you want to come back and, and fix it again? Well, I, I lived in the community. In fact, Matt had talked me into coming to Mount and coaching with him. After I left Perry, I'd coached two years at St. Vincent, St. Mary High School up in Akron. That didn't work out for me. So Matt said, well, why don't you come to Mount and coach? So I coached linebackers the first year. Matt was the offense coordinator, O-line coach. And, uh, Ended up staying eight years. And, you know, just at that point, again, I the, the program needed fixing at Perry. And I just had the feeling I would go back and try it one more time. I wasn't sure, but but we went back. And uh, first year, we were 0-10, to tell you how scary it was. And you find out uh, what kind of coach you are when you're 0-10. <laughs> but I don't want to go through that ever again. I won't, obviously. But, but yeah, it's uh, – and then two years later, we – played for a state championship. So it was almost a storybook type thing. Now you mentioned in your first stint there, you, you coached Matt and, and we'll talk about his coaching career in a moment, but I want you to tell me, first of all, what you remember about Matt as a player. Really intense, really antsy to play, was good enough to play as a sophomore. One of those guys that always wanted to be better, always wanted the coaches to tell him how to make improvement, how to make himself better as a player. Uh, he was driven by that, I think. And uh, you see it in his coaching now. You know, he was – it was hard to play for us as a sophomore. And I can remember at the end of the year, we were playing for a federal league championship week 10 against a rival in our league. And the game was close. And I always tell this story because he was in my face the whole game, just wanted to play and kept looking at me like, coach, put me in. And, you know, and ended up getting in the game. And, you know, but but he was just – just one of those guys that was driven by excellence. And, uh, obviously, you see it now. Today's SciCast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to support Iowa's farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field. 
you mentioned that between stints at Perry, you spent eight years with Larry Karras at Mountain Union, and you know you coached with Matt there. What did you see in Matt as a young coach just getting started? Just really thorough. Uh, you know, the thing I see in young coaches today and things I try to relate to my assistants is be thorough, be on top of it. You know, don't let any stone unturned. Make sure you do whatever you can to make sure that your team is ready. I have a saying that we don't cheat anybody, and I mean the players. I refuse to cheat the players. And, you know, to do that, I think you got to go and go and go and figure it out. He's a grinder. You know, he grinds. He what I mean by that is he'll he'll work endless hours to try to make it right. You know, he's just one of those kind of guys. Just completely on top of it every day. He really strikes me as a guy that too is all about the players and making their experience as rewarding as possible. And a lot of people say they're in it for that coach, but I, I mean, you, you just don't see anything but that as Matt's focus. Yeah, and I think that's correct. I mean, and, and I only coached – I coached one year at Moorhead State University right out of college. I was a graduate assistant down in Kentucky. And then I coached those eight years at Mount. So that was my college experience. And But, you know, I, I know a number of head coaches in the Power Five conferences, and they're not all driven by the same thing. And uh, I hate to say that, but they're driven by winning. And, and I understand that's – what turns the crank, but Matt does care about what happens to his kids. He's a developmental guy. There's very few coaches at that level that are willing to develop players like he is. Coach, for those who haven't lived it, but have certainly admired it from a distance, how would you describe what is, what is the Mountain Union way? Well, I, you know, when I got there, it was, I coached linebackers the first year, and then it's, it's interesting because Matt left the next year and went to Bowling Green. And then Larry made me the offensive line coach because my two strengths are probably linebackers and O-line. That's what I've always coached as a high school coach. So I ended up doing that. But, you know, just good players, obviously, great recruiting. Uh, kids wanted to play for a national title. We went to the national title every year I was there. That had nothing to do with me. <laughs> you know, we had good players, good coaches. Larry did a great job recruiting and demanding excellence. Again, he was a guy that demanded excellence of his players. And the thing there, there were so many kids that if you didn't, competition would push you out. So the, the competition to play was just awesome. Obviously, Matt's well established right now as a head coach. But when I think about his roots in Maslin and I think about you know his dad, Rick, as the head coach at Jackson High School, yourself, Coach Karras, I got to believe Matt's love for the profession, his love for football, period, probably rubbed off a little bit from being around the three of you all those years. Yeah, I, I'm sure it did. And and I know he still reaches out to Larry at times and obviously his dad and myself. And, you know, I, I think that's right. When you're around it, you know, 24-7, his dad being a high school coach and and then playing for me and Larry. And it's just, you know, I, I think you're exactly right. How else would you not see it the correct way to do it at least? And, and uh, he's obviously found that. Get ready for your tailgate with Authentic Brand. Proudly creating Cyclone gear, Authentic Brand makes all kinds of Cyclone apparel, from t-shirts to dress shirts, hats, bags, and more. You'll love the huge selection and all in cardinal and gold. Find it at local retailers or order online at authentic-brand.com. 
so many of the things that, that Matt says here are names on a daily basis. Reading up on you, Coach, and listening to you today, I can, I can hear it in your voice. Things like attitude and effort are things you can control. Focus on the process, not the result. I guess, how is that approach instrumental in laying a foundation for success? Well, I think that's really all that matters personally, and, and this isn't about me, but I never talked about winning. No player ever heard me say we have to win a game. I've never, ever said that. And, and I think that's critical because for me it was because then the process of just daily improvement, that's all that mattered. And how we played the game on, on game night. How did we play? How did we practice every day? What was our attitude and effort to do that? That's really all that matters. And honestly, as a coach, I'm not convinced, other than the recruiting at the next level, that you can make a difference in those things. You can't make a kid a special athlete if it's not. I don't believe you can. Now, you can help him improve. That's what, I'm not saying that. But just to turn a kid into a, a 4 four forty kid when he's going to run a four nine, it's not going to happen. So it's all about the attitude and effort you get him to play with. I don't think there's any question about that. Well, I talked to Matt a week ago, and I asked him about you. And uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to go ahead and just play that. I want you to listen to what Matt had to say about you, and, and then I'll have you uh, comment just a sec. I grew up in a community where we never had the, the best talent. We certainly weren't a bunch of Division One football players, but usually by the end of the season, we were the best team. And I think Coach Wakefield, one of the all-time great coaches in the history of our sport, he goes down as the winningest all-time high school football coach in the state of Ohio. And he won by attitude and effort and the belief that we was always bigger than me. And it was so impressionable in my life at such a critical time. And I think the values that he taught me, who he was as a man, how he led others, it was so critical for, for me and, and, and really has been a critical piece of my journey every step of the way. You know, I'm fortunate that we still have a great relationship. He's such a, a great mentor to me. And, you know, I think how he built that program, how he sustained success over such a long period of time. And I'm such a firm believer. Sometimes there's a lot of hype that gets put around football seasons and what happens early in the season and, and the reality of it. None of, none of those things really matter because we're defined by who we become at the end, right? There's there's uh, football season's a lot like life. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And there's there's good days and there's tough days, but we are defined by how we respond to those tough and trying situations and who we become at the end of any season. So that's what's great about the sport of football. A lot of times there's a lot of parallel to our sport to to what really happens in, in, in life. Coach, I, I hear I hear a lot of you in there. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, uh, you know, uh, I guess – I guess I'm an end of the road guy. And what I mean by that is, won't we be defined by at the end of the day, what we stood for and what we did and how we played? Were we tough? Were we, did we fight when we had to? Did we overcome adversity when things weren't good? I, I think back to that 0 and 10 season. And uh, I used to say to the coaches, boy, this is a painful experience, isn't it? And they would kind of laugh. At least they laughed the first three or four games. But at the end of 10, we weren't laughing. But, right. but, my, but my point was, it really, I mean, when, when are we best? Aren't we best after tough times and after adversity hits? Aren't we best? The real men are, I think. And I, I think that's what you stand for in coaching. Yeah, I'm proud of Matt. I mean, you can, you can tell. And you know, just what he's done. And not just winning, but doing it the right way. 
developing the attitude of his players. I mean, just look at, and you know this better than I do, I'm not out there, but just look at how all his players that could have probably gone in the draft came back to play when they knew he was going to be there. And I think that just shows the character of the man and the way the kids feel about him. That's why they're successful. You know, one thing that really struck me in what he said there is we is always bigger than me. And I think Matt has made that very clear. He said before ego is the enemy. He, he just, he wants everybody bought into the, to what the success of the team is and how you get there is, is the details, but it just seems to me like, and, and I'm sure it was the same way with you. If you can put your egos aside, if you can just focus on the team goals, all that other stuff really takes care of itself. And I think Matt has really established that in, in his time at Iowa state. Yeah. And, and, and just think of when I grew up playing this, the social media wasn't there obviously. So you just think of the social media these kids go through now and what they see to not have ego uh, beyond belief. It's a tough deal. I mean, I don't know how he does it. I mean, it's hard in high school, but it really isn't about you. It's about us. And, and if you can develop that somehow, football is one of those sports where you've got to be a little unselfish to be good as a team or you won't be good. You know, teams will beat other teams that have better players if they don't establish that attitude. And he's done that. Yeah, I'm really I'm, – I'm amazed that he's done it the way he's done it with the Eagles today. He takes great pride in running what he calls a player-driven program. You know, he mentions as kind of a turning point in his program coming into the football building on a Saturday night when other guys could be out and doing whatever. David Montgomery, now with the Chicago Bears, was in there lifting weights and working at perfecting his craft. And a week later, there were 50, you know twelve guys in there, and a week later, there were there were twenty guys in there, and it just grew organically like that and became the player-driven program that it is today. In your eyes, how important is it? How critical is it for a program to have success for the players to be the ones leading each other? It is. It's the total key. You know, teams aren't led by coaches. Now, now the coach will set the parameters of the program he'll set the attitude of the program he'll set the ideals or whatever you want to call them but but teams are led by players good players lead good programs there's no question about that there's no doubt in my mind that that's true and I think to be successful you have to somehow get those kids to buy in as I say and buy into whatever you're selling and make it more about the group than it is about them. And once you have that, it's called ownership. And once you have that, those kids have ownership and then they sell it to the guys that are coming in because the guys coming in, that's all they see. All they see is that ownership in the program. So what do they do? They become part of that. And then it develops and it continues and it continues and it continues. That's what good programs are based on. On Football Saturdays, our John Deere run of the game is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Nothing runs like a deer, especially when it's supported by Van Wall Equipment, the Cyclones' John Deere dealer of choice. Coach, obviously you had your own team to be concerned about through the years when Matt went to Toledo and then on to Iowa State as a head coach. But have you been able to keep a, a pretty close eye on what he's done and, and how proud are you of, of his accomplishments as a head coach? Yeah, I really am. Because of the way he's done it, too. He's not cut corners. And there's some of that going on. There's no question about that. And 
and uh, at that level especially. But he's not done any of that. You know, he's been able to stay the course and both at Toledo developing, playing well there, and then at Iowa State just, I think, completely changing the culture. And that's not a reflection on what was there before. I just think he's completely changed the culture of the way it is. And the thing he's done there is he's set up a program that develops players. Players know when they come there, they're going to get better and they're going to have an opportunity to move on now. You're going to see more and more of that. And with that comes issues of maybe more ego because you're going to get better players. He's going to start to get more four- and five-star guys. But, yeah, I can't tell you how proud I am of him because he's done it the right way. And I, I think that's the key for me to see him develop that way and to stay the course on it because there's a lot of, a lot of things tugging at you at that level. There's a lot of things. Believe me, uh, you know, I go out every spring or go go watch them practice and sit in on meetings, and I, I just love to listen to them talk, and and it's just down-to-her stuff. It really is. Tom Manning's another Mount Union guy. T- tell me a little bit about Tommy and what you saw in him that led you believe that he might be a coach as well. Yeah, Tommy was a, was a good player at Mount. He finished playing just as I came. And was an undersized offensive lineman, just a tough kid and uh, from a good high school program in Youngstown. Tough, tough people. And he played that way. I think he coaches that way. He's tough mentally and works at the game. And, and he, had, he really, really admires Matt because Matt coached him. And there's a prime example of a player-coach relationship that has developed into two guys coaching together now. So... You know, you see that go on in this in this business quite a bit. But uh, and then Tom had left, and then came back to Mount and was coaching in high school and came back to Mount. And I was the all offensive line coach then. And Larry came to me and said, "Well, coach, would you care moving back to defense?" And then Tommy can coach your line. I said, "No, that's fine." <laughs> I said, "That's his forte, and I'm good with that." So it was just interesting. But so we coached together a year at Mount. But, uh, no, I have a lot of respect for Tom. I, I, his toughness and, and just the way that he, his loyalty to Matt, I guess, is the way I'd say it is tremendous. Gear up for your next Cyclone game with Authentic Brand, a great Iowa company headquartered less than an hour from Ames in Perry, Iowa, making Cyclone apparel for men, women, and kids. It's the apparel I wear on game day. Find it at local retailers or order online at authentic-brand.com. Authentic Brand. Look authentic. Feel authentic, be authentic. Well, that loyalty to Matt really established throughout the staff, and I think it's one of the reasons Matt's been able to not only a- attain success but sustain success. And I just get the feeling when I'm around that coaching staff that they just love coming to work every day. W- was that the way it was when you when you guys were coaching together about just that camaraderie and that feeling of hey, we're doing something special here and. And let's get back after it again tomorrow. And you can't wait for the next day to get there. That's what it seems like with those guys to me. Yeah, I think he does have a close relationship with those guys. It's not just business. They're close. They're good family people, all of them. John Haycock is a personal friend and uh, John for 40 years. And uh, I'm grateful that he's able to have those guys. He's hired a number of guys from the Mount Union issue. And, but he's just surrounded himself with good quality coaches that want to get better. And the other thing he does, and, and I was never good enough, very good at this, was delegation of duty. I think that's critical. You have to be willing to say, listen, I can't do this all myself, especially at that level. i got to make sure defensively we're covered, which they are with John, obviously. Offensively with Tommy and 
and all the other assistants. So he's been able to do that. And I, I think that's what a good head coach is, is able to do. Tell me from your perspective about what John Haycock has done with Iowa State's defense when they kind of changed it up, have stuck with that three-man front since. But a lot of other coaches from a lot of other places have tried to tried to mimic. And I know John will tell be the first to tell you, he didn't invent the defense. It's been around for years. But, man, he sure fine-tuned it really well. Yeah, he did. I mean, he they got to the point where they said, you know, because of plays being run against us, you know, maybe we need to change the way our front looks and the way our coverage looks. And uh, so, you know, yeah, it's not a it's not a new defense, but what he's done with it and the ability to place kids in the right – where do you play John? Where do you play him? Where do you play Joe? At? Where do you play those guys? And that's the thing John Haycock does so well. He's able to, to put people where they need to be, I think, to help the team. And uh, But, yeah, the development of that 3-3 has been tremendous. And there's a lot of schools now that obviously want to run it because Iowa State's been so successful. But it, it's different, too. It's a different – they're different on offense because they run with three tight ends. And they, pre- they present gaps to the defense that they're not comfortable with. And then defensively, they're in a different defense. So it makes it a little unique. And uh, I think that's really good for the program. So tell me what's next for you, Coach. Will you just be a, a fan or will you approach the game of football? Uh, how will you approach the game of football in, in your life moving forward? Well, you know, I've, I've, I've uh, a couple couple guys that coached for me a long time are head coaches and have offered me jobs. And I'm trying to help one of them now, at least mentally. And uh, I haven't decided whether I'm going to help him on the field yet, but you know, there's a good possibility I might because he's a good personal friend and could use some help. And, uh, but so I'm thinking about that. It's about a 30-minute drive from my new house, so it's not too far. And, and uh, I live close to my daughter, so I have a couple of grandsons. So I just said I don't want to don't want to go back and be a head coach. I don't believe. And uh, and and I told Matt if he if he was at Ohio State or Michigan, I'd work for him. <laughs> but but I said we. He laughs. Uh, it's just a little too far for me to drive every day. So, it's, <laughs> but yeah, I, I. But anyway, I'll I'll probably be back helping somebody here. I, I have a feeling that the, the the game of football is a little too close to your heart for you to completely separate yourself from it. So, I, I sure hope you enjoy that next part of your journey, Coach, and enjoy your family. And uh, really, really appreciate you taking some time with us this morning. Uh, there's so many layers to Matt, and I think that. Uh, you and Coach Karras and his dad are obviously three three very big parts of that, and uh, it's just neat to get a little insight into Matt through your eyes. Well, I appreciate it, John. I really enjoyed talking with you, and uh, yeah, I, I, I love talking about Matt and what he's done. And I, I want Iowa State to hang on to him because I think it's a good fit for him, and I think they will. And uh, yeah, it's just going to get better, I think, for him. Today's SciCast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn why Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are Iowa's clear first choice. Thanks for listening.